Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for July the 13th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. And I can confirm this podcast is not cake. This is an actual podcast. Uh, but over the weekend, we got a lot of news from Ubisoft Forward showcasing the games coming out to the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X over the course of the next 12 months or so. So, let's break down the biggest highlights. The Ubisoft Forward livestream took place on July the 12th, and it brought with it a variety of news on the company's upcoming games, namely Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, and Far Cry 6, which had leaked in the days leading up to the event. There was also a free giveaway for Watch Dogs 2 on PC for those qualified, but thanks to some technical issues, anyone is now eligible to claim the game for free. We'll talk about that more in a moment. But here's what was shown during the presentation, including during the pre-show. First off, Just Dance 2020 was the first game shown. Of course, it mentioned that six new songs were coming to the game and that a tournament mode was on its way. The Virtual Paradise event is out July 23rd. Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, a very interesting Apple Plus show, of course, that is out now, but Ubisoft gave a brief look at a playable sandbox that was used for the Apple TV Plus show, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, and I will say, for a brief aside, the show looks fantastic, and it might uh, be the straw that broke the camel's back. I might have to at least get a free trial of Apple TV Plus just to see what Rob McElhenney and the team came up with. The Crew 2. Ubisoft Ivory Tower gave an update on The Crew 2 during the pre-show. The Summer in Hollywood update recently went live, and it will include special editions like The Beach and Neon Battle over the next few weeks. There are also special modded events arriving in August. The Division 2. An Easter egg of sorts is available in The Division 2 as a reveal during the pre-show. The game's rubber ducks were acknowledged as they were initially put in the game to remind a designer to finish something while the game was in development. It adds some hope into a world that is on the brink of collapse. That last sentence there, that seems to be a bit much. A bit much indeed. Trials Rising. Ubisoft revealed a surprise for Trials Rising. An endurance challenge has arrived in the game. The Giga Track. A fan favorite, the enormous track is the biggest ever put in any of the series' games and is sure to test your skills and anger your friends. In multiplayer sessions, it is free for everyone on July the 16th. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Ubisoft detailed upcoming additions and changes to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. These changes come in the wake of poor reviews for the game last year, as disappointing sales figures also impacted Ubisoft overall. AI teammates are finally coming to the game on July the 15th. They are fully customizable, including physical features, gear, weapons, and costumes. They will follow your lead if you go stealthily, and there are four orders you can give. Now we're getting into the meat of it, Watch Dogs Legion. Ubisoft Toronto's extremely ambitious Watch Dogs Legion, which features the ability to play as any character in the game, was showcased during the presentation. It showed how the different characters' unique abilities will change gameplay and how they can fit seamlessly into the very political story's cutscenes. The game, initially due for release in March, will now launch on October 29th, 2020, for Xbox One, PS4, Stadia, and PC, as well as on Uplay+. When Xbox Series X and PS5 launch, it will be on those systems too, and there will be a free upgrade for already existing players. Brawlhalla. The fighting game is coming to iOS and Android devices in just a few weeks. These versions will feature customizable controls as well as crossplay with all of the other platforms. They launch August 6th and feature more than 50 fighters. Players can pre-register now and unlock a free skin at launch. 
The Mobile Showcase. Ubisoft dedicated a segment. Now, let's just skip all that. Uh, there is a Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Mm, and not a, mm, ah, ugh, Sam Fisher in a cartoony kind of way, not really digging it. Uh, moving on, Hyperscape was the only uh, game announced last month from Ubisoft, and it immediately launched into closed testing on PC. However, it's now officially an open beta, and though a final release date is not available, the game is scheduled to arrive this summer on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. It is also worth noting a beta is going to be coming at the beginning of August, from what I have heard, for Hyperscape on consoles. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ubisoft fully unveiled Assassin's Creed Valhalla during the presentation, showing off gameplay and confirmed a November 17th release date that had leaked earlier. The game is planned for launch on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, PC, and Google Stadia, though only current-gen platforms have confirmed release dates, as the next-gen console's own release dates have yet to be revealed. The game's narrative director, Darby McDevitt, shared plenty of insights with us, they say at GameSpot, in a recent interview. And and finally, Far Cry 6. Ubisoft confirmed Far Cry 6 and actor Giancarlo Esposito's involvement a few days prior to its presentation because of leaks, and it presented a full trailer for the game during Ubisoft Forward. The game features the return of a fully voiced protagonist who can be either a man or a woman, and is set to release on February 21st, 2020 for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, and PS5, as well as PC. So, that was a lot to go through, but that is everything announced during Ubisoft Forward. It is worth noting, there is going to be an Ubisoft Forward coming later in the summer as well, uh, but there were some notable games missing from this lineup, so let's focus on that first. There was no Beyond Good and Evil 2, there was no Rainbow Six Quarantine, and there was no Gods and Monsters, which is reportedly, and of course, of course confirmed, uh, getting a rebrand. Uh, so, where are these three games? Because for many people, these are the biggest Ubisoft games uh, that were slated to come out. Uh, I kind of understand the mindset behind Rainbow Six Quarantine because, you know, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Not exactly the best time to release a game called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, but beyond good and evil too, personally, I think that one is still continuing to get stuck in development hell. Uh, on top of that, Gods and Monsters seems to be going through a bit of a deeper uh, rebuild, if you will, from the ground up than we might have first anticipated if there was nothing to be said during the big show. Now, Later on in the summer, when this second Ubisoft Forward comes, I do believe you will see the new version of Gods and Monsters, whatever it is going to be called, and you might see Rainbow Six, but I think Beyond Good and Evil 2 might be just pushed back until next year at the very earliest. Uh, I think also the new generation of consoles probably threw a wrench in those plans, uh, because you could be getting very close to a release on PS4 and Xbox One, the new consoles come out, and how easy is it to upgrade from current gen to next gen, and how can you take advantage of the new features, it could just be one of those games that Ubisoft wants to get right, so they're trying to give it their all. But with all that being said, let's talk about what we actually saw. Uh, now, when it comes to the Just Dance, the crew, the stuff that's already out in general, updates are always good because each of these games has a dedicated player base that is already played through everything that they have to offer. So new game plus modes and new uh, DLC add-ons, new events, whatever it might be, all of this is good in my book. Specifically in regards to Ghost Recon Breakpoint, that game needs AI teammates. I don't know why it's taken that long to get those in the game, but hey, they're finally coming later on this week. Now, Watch Dogs Legion. 
I'm very concerned about Watch Dogs Legion. The game itself looks interesting, but the more that I watch and the more that I learn about the game, the more that I get concerned that it won't have any kind of weight to it and the general danger is going to feel a little bit uh, somewhat of a letdown, if you will. Uh, now, I say this because of the fact that if you can jump around from person to person and pretty much do whatever you want uh, and you don't have any kind of consequence because you can't just pick up another random person on the street, then where is the weight to it? If you die in an Assassin's Creed, you have that I died, now I have to restart at a different location or do something different. I don't know that that feeling is going to be the same in a Watch Dogs Legion. It doesn't seem to really value the life that a player has. So that concerns me a bit, but it might not be the game that really needs that kind of feeling. Uh, it seems to have very strong puzzle-solving mechanics because of the fact that you have to get into specific areas in specific ways, and each character within the game has a different skill set that can be used to achieve that goal. Uh, so if you use Grandma, for instance, she could sneak past a security guard, because who would think Grandma is part of the underground... Uh, uh, resistance. It's it's one of those situations. Uh, so it's an interesting game. I am definitely going to be checking it out at some point, but will it be a day one for me? Probably not, quite frankly. Now moving on to Hyperscape, very cool game that is going to be free to play. It will have the Battle Pass setup, and although it is a Battle Royale, it looks to be changing things up just enough to where it is something new, it is something fresh, and you can dive in and give it a look if you would like. It is an open beta on PC, you can join up now, and as I said, it is going to be getting a full release later on this summer across consoles as well as PC, so you'll have to dive in and see what you think about that game. Now the two biggies, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Far Cry 6. Valhalla still has a bit of polish that is needed uh, because there were definitely some quirks in the gameplay, but overall, it looks like a fun game. As many have pointed out on Twitter, it looks very similar in nature and aesthetic to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, that is what it is. Uh, but there are some elements in there that do separate it. Now, you do have the open world nature of Odyssey. Uh, you do have the raiding that you would expect from a Viking culture. And on top of that, you have all the little historic intricacies that make this culture what it is. Uh, but I noticed something that somebody pointed out on Twitter. This doesn't really have much stealth. There isn't much assassination going on in the gameplay that was shown. And the gameplay that was shown was very lengthy. You had over 30 minutes of gameplay to dive into, so you get a pretty solid chunk of the game. Uh, and it seems like this one is going to be more of a Viking simulator than it is an Assassin's Creed game. And that could be a good move, quite frankly. Uh, if you are looking for a classic Assassin's Creed game like you got from 2, Revelations, etc., those are long gone you are going to be getting the continuation of the kind of vibe that you get from Origins, Odyssey, uh, and that style of gameplay. Uh, but it does look interesting. I will say that I am more interested in Assassin's Creed Valhalla after seeing the gameplay than I was before. And for those that might have seen the leaked gameplay that came out a couple of weeks back, that was a very early build. It has certainly improved. I do want to mention, however, that looking at the gameplay, seeing the facial animations, and kind of analyzing what I've got going on with that, uh, definitely does not currently look like a next-gen game. Uh, it just doesn't. It looks very much so like a current-generation experience, and you can tell that it was built on current-gen hardware, and I'm sure it is getting an upgrade for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, uh, but this is going to be one of those kind of in-between uh, modern and legacy hardware, so to speak. 
Now, Far Cry 6 looks much, much more promising from the screenshots that I've seen and from the story that was shown. Of course, I'm a huge fan of Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad. Of course, that is uh, Giancarlo Esposito. It looks phenomenal. I have not been this excited about a Far Cry game since Far Cry 3, which is my favorite Far Cry of all time. Uh, now, the rumors of Diego, the son, being a young Voss have yet to be confirmed, but it seems to be trending in that direction. Uh, but overall, this is pretty much a corrupt president that is trying to squash the voices of his people because he doesn't believe they know what they want. That's a story that I love, and I cannot wait to see where Ubisoft takes it. Now, if you do want to pick up the game, it's coming out in February of next year, uh, so that one is going to be a bit further out. But if you want to pick up Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's coming out on November the 17th. Moving on, Ubisoft has reportedly rebooted Skull and Bones. Announced at E3 2017, Skull and Bones is the first title led by Ubisoft's Singapore studio. Heavily inspired by its work creating the naval battles for Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Skull and Bones was set to expand the concept into a full game with customizable ships, PvP multiplayer battles, and a large ocean to explore, either alone or with friends. Ubisoft had big plans for the Skull and Bones IP and had even started developing a female-driven TV show with production company Atlas Entertainment. The game was originally slated for a late 2018 release, however it has since been delayed in three consecutive years, most recently slipping into Ubisoft's financial year beginning in April 2021, and it was notably absent from this weekend's Ubisoft Forward event. The pirate adventure has not been seen since E3 2018, when Ubisoft promised to launch a beta test which ultimately did not take place. According to development sources, speaking under the condition of anonymity, Skull and Bones has been struggling to carve out a unique position among Ubisoft's existing portfolio of open-world games, which also includes Assassin's Creed, The Division, and Watch Dogs, leading to a succession of delays as Singapore attempted to refine its concept. Last year, the decision was made to reboot the game entirely and move away from the premium box model of Ubisoft's other open-world games, sources said. VGC was told the new Skull and Bones has moved towards a live game model. The game will now feature a persistent game world with quests, characters, and storylines that will drastically evolve and change over time based on the collective actions of the community. This is unlike gas titles. GAAS, Games as a Service. There we go. This is VGC. This is not a popular acronym. We gotta, we gotta break that down a bit. Uh, this is unlike Games as a Service titles like The Division 2, which receive regular updates, but relatively static worlds, stories, and content remain. One person with knowledge of its development said that the social and live storytelling elements of Epic's Fortnite had been a strong inspiration for Skull and Bones' new direction. They said the rebooted Skull and Bones would have a stronger focus on collaboration, as Ubisoft is keen to appeal to audiences beyond the competitive action fans who usually play its other series. The reboot also brought big changes to the game's leadership, including the departure of creative director Justin Farron, who later joined Wargaming. As part of the reboot, Skull and Bones' creative director was replaced by former editorial VP Elizabeth Pellin, VGC Understands. So, Skull and Bones getting rebooted into a live game model. This is probably the best option for Skull and Bones, and I'll tell you why. Sea of Thieves. If you look at Sea of Thieves, it's not the most realistic pirate simulator, but it's got a very strong following. If you take that magic of Sea of Thieves and you make that into a full, realistic pirate game, that's what I think Ubisoft is wanting to do with Skull and Bones, and that sounds fantastic. I would be totally into seeing where that game ends up going. 
Now, it's interesting to hear that it has been delayed time and time again, and it's clear that Ubisoft has sunk tons of money into Sea of Thieves, or excuse me, Skull and Bones, uh, so it should be about time to show something off. Uh, but if the game did end up getting rebooted from the ground up last year, uh, it probably won't be shown off anytime soon, so we'll have to wait even longer and see what the team has come up with. Uh, but I think I'm more excited about a reboot from the ground up than I am necessarily uh, to see the game just being pushed out uh, to die, put out to pasture, some may say. Uh, so Skull and Bones looks to not be coming anytime soon, but it is definitely being worked on behind the scenes. Now moving on, Microsoft's Flight Simulator is launching this August, and you can pre-install now. Microsoft Flight Simulator is getting ready to jet off into the clouds very soon. Even if you did not get into the closed beta at the end of the month, you won't have long to wait for the real deal. It's coming on August the 18th. It's so close you could almost lick the cockpit, but try to contain yourself, that is disgusting. The closed beta begins on July the 30th, so if you want an early look, you will need to sign up to become a Flight Sim Insider. If you would rather just wait for the finished game, you can pre-install it now so you can jump right in at launch. It looks like that option is only available with Xbox Game Pass for PC, but that will also net you the full game for only £4 a month. Given the cost of the game, that is definitely sounding like the best way to play. A trio of editions are available, and even the standard one will set you back 60 bucks. With that, you'll get 20 detailed planes with unique flight models and 30 handcrafted airports. Every airport will be available, but not all with the same level of bespoke detail. That is the version you'll get if you are a Game Pass subscriber. The Deluxe Edition throws five more planes and airports into the mix, and for the privilege you'll need to shell out 90 bucks. The Premium Deluxe Edition, meanwhile, will give you 10 more planes and airports, but it's extremely pricey at $120. You can take a look at the list of bespoke planes and airports over the announcement, but it ain't cheap, but then again it is also absurdly ambitious. The scale, the level of detail, the mind-boggling amount of data it uses to create the elaborate simulation, it's hard to not be impressed. It's one of the games we've been looking forward to the most this year, they write a PC gamer, and we'll be telling you if it's lived up to its promise pretty soon. So, on the surface, this pricing model is wrong. Uh, this is ridiculous, but at the same time, I understand why they're doing it, and I'll explain more. This game should be 60 bucks. You pay 60 bucks, you get all the airports, you get all the planes. That is how it should be in a perfect world. But in reality, People that are buying the game for 60 bucks are probably just wanting to fly some planes from time to time. You might not have a full flying simulator. You might just be playing on a mouse and keyboard or even an Xbox gamepad. Uh, for those that are a bit more, let's say, realistic with their approach, they might have some kind of wheel they use to steer the plane, and they want to get a couple of more bells and whistles, so you get the $90 edition. Now, for those that have full cockpits, and for those that have the wheels, the pedals, everything you need to make a full flight sim, uh, you're probably going to be willing to cash, you know, 120 bucks and go ahead and dish that out for that experience. Now, I'm not saying that's how it should be, but that's how the marketing guys are looking at this thing if you do uh, look at it realistically. Now, it is important this is a Game Pass game, which is very significant, uh, but we have not had any kind of confirmation for the Xbox version, which I believe is coming. You'll have to correct me in the comments down below if it is not, uh, but it looks like the PC version is going to be taking off on August the 18th. Now, before we round out today's show, LEGO and Nintendo are making a LEGO NES the elaborate 2,646-piece LEGO set comes with a TV, a cartridge, and more. 
The collaboration between LEGO and Nintendo will go beyond the LEGO Super Mario series of play set to launch August. Excuse me, set to launch in August. LEGO is also making a brick-based version of the classic Nintendo Entertainment System, according to leaked information for a set that was teased by LEGO on Monday. On Twitter, the official LEGO account posted a darkened video of an upcoming set with the words, Are you ready to play like never before? The five-second teaser shows what is clearly an NES system, a controller, and a CRT television, which would logically be composed of plastic LEGO bricks. But clear photos of the LEGO NES were leaked prior to the tease from Hong Kong-based outlet VJ... What? V... VJ Gamer, okay, uh, which shows the 8-bit console with its controller, a Super Mario Bros. NES cartridge, and a vintage tube television. According to details posted by VJ Gamer and German website Stone Wars, the 2,646-piece LEGO Nintendo Entertainment System set will feature an elaborate build for the brick-based television, a crank on the side of the TV that will make an on-screen Mario jump up and down, and make the on-screen Super Mario Bros. playfield scroll right to left. The set also appears at, uh, to work with the LEGO Super Mario sets, and Stone Wars lists the price for the set at 299 euros, or about 340 bucks. LEGO and Nintendo have not officially announced a release date or pricing for the LEGO NES set. Uh, but I will say, I'm not somebody who is big into the world of LEGO, uh, but this looks neat for those that are collectors, for those that are into that style uh, situation. It certainly is something uh, that is catching the eye, and for collectors, uh, it's going to be something that is undoubtedly going to be on their shelf. That is just how it is going to be. Uh, but there is the box itself. It is an official Nintendo product. Uh, but I think the most impressive thing here is the fact that you have the crank on the side of the television that then turns all of the inner mechanics, uh, that is something that is pretty neat. So I'm excited to see it in action. Will I be buying one? Oh no. Oh no, not at all. But to round out today's show, you can get Watch Dogs 2 for free on PC right now. Ubisoft will let you redeem a free copy of open-world hacking simulator Watch Dogs 2 for PC right now just by logging into your Uplay account. To snag your copy of the 2016 game, that game came out in 2016? How has it been four years since Watch Dogs? Anyways, head to this page on Ubisoft's website. They have it linked on the article from The Verge where you will be asked to log in. When you do, you'll see a message that you have successfully claimed the game and it will soon show up in your Uplay library. It is unclear how long the giveaway will be going on though, so you might want to jump on the deal sooner rather than later. Of course, originally the game was going to be free for those tuning in to the Ubisoft Forward event, uh, but it turned out that their login system broke because so many people were trying to log in, so now they're just giving it away for free. Uh, I have heard good things about this one, never played it for myself, but absolutely uh, diving in now since it is, again, free and also San Francisco. Why not go ahead and have a little romp around San Francisco? But that rounds out today's episode of The Drop. If you enjoyed today's show, this isn't The Drop, this is The Jam Pack Report. Let me tell you, it's been a Monday. All right, it's been a, it's been a Monday. The Drop, for those that don't know, is my weekly gaming series where I talk about the new games coming up. Now, this is the Jam Pack Report, and thank you for joining me on a brand new show. If you did enjoy this one, drop me a like down below and subscribe for more on your platform of choice. But I'll be back tomorrow, and until then, have a good one. Peace.